Hi, I'm Pat Kelly. And I'm Peter Oldring, and we're the hosts of This Is That. Are you kidding? For over a decade, we were radio's go-to source for completely fabricated news. You must be joking me. And now, we're back in podcast form. We've selected some of our favorite stories from over the years and put them in one convenient location. Sugar in the tap water. Bilingual dog park. Charging to see wildlife. This Is That, coming soon on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This podcast is an extended version of The Debaters, which may contain more mature themes. To stream the radio-friendly version of this episode, download the CBC Listen app or go to cbc.ca slash the debaters. And thanks for listening to the CBC. Hey, Canada, we insist on making you laugh from Winnipeg, the sister city of Chengdu, China. It's the Debaters! (laughs) The Debaters, where comedians fight with facts and funny, and this audience picks the winner. Now here's a man who needs no assistance in making you laugh, Steve Patterson! Hey! Hello again, Canada! Welcome back! To the debaters. We're here in our home away from home, Winnipeg. Winnipeg is a city that takes a shine to making its own fun. People outside of this city may not know what it means to bumper shine, (laughs) but I bet there's people in this audience that do. It's the act of stealthily grabbing a car's bumper and being pulled behind it on your feet along an icy road. Like water skiing, but dumber. I guess then, if a car suddenly stops and that person slams into the back of the car, you got yourself a new bumper sticker. (laughs) It's also an almost guaranteed way of ending up with a plate in your head. On the bright side, if you crash hard enough, your face will always say, friendly Manitoba. (laughs) Now, are you ready to meet a pair of debaters with a bumper crop of jokes? (laughs) Listen to that crowd, Canada. This comic refers to his drinking cans of beer slowly as him working on his six-pack. It's Pete Zedlacker! Pete Zedlacker, one of Canada's best, striding onto the stage, soaking in the welcome here at the Jubilee Place. And this comic has a grandfather clock made out of hickory dickory. It's Manitoba's own Matt Falk! Matt Falk, everybody! Yeah! Hi, Stephen. Hello. Welcome. Thank you very much. Welcome, young man. Uh, Gentlemen, this might be favoring the Manitoba's own, actually, because your topic is about people who leave town to make it big. Hometown heroes. Are they worth celebrating? (laughs) We'll find out. I'm not sure if we should or not, but my heart goes out to people who live in towns like Romeo, Michigan, whose most successful hero is Kid Rock. (laughs) True story, a man with the subtle sophistication of a baby goat, (laughs) or kid, that's been hit in the head with a large rock. (laughs) Never been to Romeo, Michigan, But I imagine there's a plaque there saying, hey, no one was born here with the name Kid Rock, (laughs) so you can't prove anything. 
Anyway, time now for these two debating heroes to bring this one home. So, whereas they represent the best and proudest parts of our communities, be it resolved, we should celebrate our hometown heroes who've made it big. Pete, you're arguing for this, please. You have two minutes, starting now, Pete Zedlager. Thank you. Thank you. The phrase hometown heroes almost always infers a small town. And as someone who's proudly from a small town, Wawa, Ontario, I, ooh, ooh, and ooh, I know this. I also know I'll never be the most famous from my town. There will always be ahead of me in that list, hockey players and a giant metal goose. <laughs> the Wawa goose will always be Wawa's favorite son. Sorry to gender assume goose. But cities also have hometown heroes. Winnipeg has an extensive list of hometown heroes. Anna Paquin, Kenny Robinson, Neil Young, the Weaker Thans. In the song, One Great City, a love song about the city they're from, the Weaker Thans repeatedly sing, I hate Winnipeg. <laughs> and Winnipeggers still cheer on these hometown heroes. Now that's hometown heroics. <laughs> The other thing that hometown heroes will bring to a community is hope. Anyone that's grown up here knows that winter is the darkest time for this country, literally. Dark, cold, dreaming of the day that sunset isn't at four in the afternoon. And you see a clip online of someone from your hometown walking the red carpet in Hollywood or hoisting the Stanley Cup in Florida and we think, oh man, I should have tried harder in hockey. That's the Canadian way. A great Canadian poet once sang, they say a hero could save us. That poet, of course, is Nickelback's Chad Kruger. <laughs> Hometown hero of Hannah, Alberta. Have you been to Hannah, Alberta? Don't take away Hannah's hometown heroes. It's literally all they have. <laughs> I say hip hip hooray for our hometown heroes and let the sour faced cynics who hate them kick sand behind the bleachers. Thank you. Eat Zedlacker, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. On behalf of hometown heroes, Wawa's favorite son. I think I can say that, because the goose, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. Now, here to tell us why we should stop wasting our time on local-born celebrities, because, as David Bowie insists, we can all be heroes, but just for one day. <laughs> Let's hear today from Manitoba's Matt Falk. Thank you. Thank you. Before I begin, I'd like to define the word hero. A person of superhuman qualities and semi-divine origin whose exploits are the subject of myth. Or, you know, as Pete suggested, Chad Kruger from Nickelback. <laughs> Which brings me to my opening remark. All hometown heroes do is prove how sad your hometown really is. <laughs> you know who doesn't have hometown heroes? Hollywood. <laughs> Plus, all these hometown heroes, their success came when they moved away. You're basically saying it's truly incredible what people can accomplish when they leave our town. <laughs> For 
example, it was only when I moved away from my small town to Toronto that I ended up on my town's Wikipedia page. <laughs> Not a joke. Then, <laughs> then I moved back to my hometown, and guess what? No longer on that Wikipedia page. <laughs> Be being a hometown hero isn't even glamorous. Whenever someone calls me a local celebrity, it always sounds sarcastic. <laughs> local celebrity. Only one of those words are true. <laughs> there, there was a poster of me in my local bank, and, and someone took a thumbtack and poked out my eyes. <laughs> and hey, I get it. Not everybody likes my comedy, but he didn't even want me to have eyes. Plus, might I just add, who cares? Who cares? A thousand years ago, when heroes returned home, they'd be greeted with the harp and the lyre, songs and blasts of trumpet. Now they're greeted with, oh, Mr. Big City. Huh? Graces us with this presence from Toronto. Sorry we don't have enough coffee shops for you, bud. Thank you. <laughs> Matt Falk. Matt Falk. He's getting a lot, of, a lot of home province love here, but he's arguing against <laughs> hometown heroes. So we got a real conundrum going here. All right, debaters, let's move on. It is time now for the bare knuckle round. We're debating whether we should celebrate our hometown heroes. So, anchors away. <laughs> no, they will get more recent, but... Get feisty. <laughs> Only after they come Diana crawling back <laughs> can you celebrate with a glass of buble. <laughs> Give your opponent exactly what they've got Burton Cummings to them now. <laughs> You know, the world is full of cynics who would much rather knock people down than pat them on the back. And us Canadians, we're better than that. That's why I don't quite get you, Matt. You're a talented young guy, full head of hair. No reason you should be already this cynical this early into your comedy career. Okay, first of all, thank you for saying that thing about my hair. I've been insecure about it thinning lately. I appreciate that. <laughs> Can I just say, this is not even fair. You're debating in favor of this resolution, but you are a hometown hero. That's oh, biased. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I will never be as famous as the Wawa Goose. And I'm, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I am more than fine with okay, that. Okay, you're fine with that. How does that make your town people feel, you know? The most famous thing in your town is a giant water bird, yeah. even though you are also in that town. Every day you wake up, you pay your taxes, you contribute to the economy, then you run over to the sign to read it. Nope! Still not better than a goose. <laughs> <laughs> that goose stands on the Trans-Canada Highway all through Northern Ontario winters. I got put up at the Fairmont. I'm doing okay. You know what I mean? I'm doing all right. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I'm fine with that. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, ring a ringing endorsement there. The Fairmont, better than sleeping on the highway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably a good place to stop the Fairmont around, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> A nice shout out. The real winner of this debate so far is the Wawa Goose. <laughs> and um, I guess probably the last year we're staying at the Fairmont, so thanks. 
Time now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on hometown heroes brought to you by unsung heroes. Unsung heroes. People who know they can't sing, so they stay silent. <laughs> Better than you're giving it credit for, but I get it. <laughs> Stratford, Ontario is home to pop star Justin Bieber. According to locals, how do they know when Bieber is back in town? Matt? A rise in fevers. Are you talking Bieber, Bieber? Good answer. I'm going back, yeah. Good answer. That woke up a couple people. Two points. Pete Zedlacher. Uh, when Tim Hortons runs out of Bieber holes. <laughs> I'm sorry I said Bieber holes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said Bieber holes. First of all, it's Tim Biebs. It's not Bieber holes. I they're Bieber holes. Don't go to Tim Hortons and ask for a Bieber hole. You will, you'll get kicked out immediately. <laughs> this is how they know when Bieber's back in town in Stratford. They hear his private jet fly over the town. And that must make them so proud. According to Urban Dictionary, a hometown hero can also be a person who achieves small time fame during high school and who eventually does what? Matt Falk. Uh, coaches a team of lovable misfits all the way to the championship game. <laughs> Two points. Buddy, what a fresh movie concept you just uncovered. Uh, no, according to Urban Dictionary, a hometown hero is also a person who achieves small time fame during high school and eventually fades into obscurity. <laughs> Winnipeg is home to many beloved national heroes, but it also has local heroes. One is named Ace Burpee. For the rest of Canada, who is Ace Burpee? Pete. Bieber holes. No, it's no. Not. still not Bieber holes. It's not Bieber holes. <laughs> Matt Falk. Uh, it's, it's actually pronounced Ice Burpee, and it is a Pepto Slurpee. They're good, right? They're good. I like that. We've had them. Incorrect, though. <laughs> Ace Burpee is a local radio host, and he hosted a show here at the festival. He supports many charitable causes. So way to go, Ace Burpee, Manitoba Zone. <laughs> That's probably Ace now. <laughs> Which hometown hero from Wawa, Ontario, is being celebrated with a gala at the 2023 Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Matt. Let me just check my email from the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. We regret to inform you. I don't know, Steve. I have no idea. <laughs> I... Pete. If I get bumped by the Wawa Goose, I'm going to be honking mad. I'm going to tell you the same right now. <laughs> it's you. You're it's the me. answer. It's Pete. It's almost time for our Jubilee Place Theater audience to pick a winner. But first, here again to tell us why he thinks hometown heroes are hometown zeros, let's hear from Matt Falk. Thank you. <clears throat> We've had some fun. But the danger with hometown hero infatuation is while we stand up here giving Pete and a goose all this attention, we neglect Gerald Kepler. Ever heard of him? Yeah, I didn't think so. 
I did some digging. In 1916, Gerald Kepler was a miner in Wawa, Ontario. One day when the air became toxic, Gerald trusted his gut, got everyone out of the mine, saving the lives of 34 men and one canary. <laughs> but no, by all means, let's celebrate Pete. Now, is Gerald Kepler's story true? No, no. But, but, but could it be true? No, not if you look at the facts. But, but, are real heroes often overshadowed by celebrities born in their same town? Absolutely, probably. I'm almost certain that it's a real possibility. Thank you. <laughs> Matt Fault taking us on a real journey there, Matt. Thank you, thank you. Now, here again, representing every hometown, it's our hero, Pete Zedlacker. Thank you. When I was a young actor, I did an episode of Degrassi. Played cop number two. Thank you very much, thank you. <laughs> I worked with a young actor named Aubrey. I asked Aubrey, I said, are you gonna pursue acting after Degrassi? Nah, he said, I wanna get into music. I said, what kind of music? Rap, hip hop. I said, you should do it. He said, yeah. I said, yeah, you've got a fan base on this show. There's tax credits, you can get a video made. You get a video made, you can get on much music. Do it, man. He was like, yeah, thanks. As of this recording, Drake has sold over 170 million albums. That's right, I started Drake. <laughs> Debaters audience, I submit to you 170 million reasons why we should celebrate our hometown heroes. Thank you very much. Pete Zedlacker. Pete Zedlacker. He started drink. <laughs> All right. Audience, it is up to you, some of you listeners, first to Google who Drake is, and secondly, <laughs> it is up to you to pick a winner by applause who thought that Pete emerged as the hero in this hometown throwdown, Pete Zedlager. <laughs> lot of love. Lot of love for Pete. Okay. And who agreed with Matt that when it comes to hometown heroes, they should just stick to making sandwiches. Matt Folk! He's done it. He's done it. The hometown hero has disproved his own point but won the debate. Matt Folk wins. Matt Folk down with hometown heroes. Big hand for Matt Folk and the one and only Pizza Blacker, everybody. You're listening to The Debaters on CBC Radio 1. Want to be a part of the debating action? For upcoming tour dates, visit cbc.ca slash the debaters. Hello, I'm Jess Milton. For 15 years, I produced The Vinyl Cafe with the late, great Stuart McLean. Every week, more than 2 million people tuned in to hear funny, fictional, feel-good stories about Dave and his family. We're excited to welcome you back to the warm and welcoming world of the Vinyl Cafe with our new podcast, Backstage at the Vinyl Cafe. 
Each week, we'll share two hilarious stories by Stuart. And for the first time ever, I'll tell you what it was like behind the scenes. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready, Winnipeg, to meet your next pair of debaters? Let's do it! This comic organizes potlucks to see what her people are going to bring to the table. It's Ottawa's Jen LaBelle! Jen LaBelle! In her first ever debate for us, Jen LaBelle, everybody! Taking the podium to my right. And this comic believes that finding his lost watch is only a matter of time. It's Vancouver's Miles Anderson. Miles Anderson. Looking prepared as always, my friend. Thank you, Steve. Uh, this is a topic, debaters, that we're going to give 110% to. Competitiveness. Should we all have more of it? Now, this is an interesting question because a driven, competitive population can lead to a very productive country. But if your country becomes too competitive, other countries hate you. <laughs> Which is why, in the Olympics, Canadian athletes often finish in fourth place. <laughs> A decent thing to do. That allows them to lead the world in apologizing to everyone back home. So we are first in apologizing for finishing fourth. And if anyone ever tries to take that away from us, well, we'll be the first to congratulate them. <laughs> now, let's bring forth a debate that we're not at all sorry about. So, whereas it pushes people to achieve more and improve themselves, be it resolved that everybody should be more competitive. Jen, you're arguing for this, please, my competitive friend. You have two minutes, starting now, Jen LaBelle. You know, as a, uh, as a high school gym teacher, I'd love nothing more than for people to be more competitive. Exhibit A, grade nine girls gym class, <laughs> where they're weirdly supportive of each other, which unfortunately doesn't make them any better. <laughs> Applause follows any sort of effort made. Any mistake made in gym class by guys leads to eight of his friends chirping him immediately. <laughs> You're the reason your dad left your whole family is what I've heard from guys. Actually, I said that one, but... Uh, very competitive. Healthy competition makes people want to improve. We've seen this with every generation, trying to be better than the next, until all of a sudden millennials and Gen Zs came upon us. And, uh, you know, just effort is good enough. <laughs> A life without competition is a life where everyone's a winner because they tried. See, that's how we end up with sports like Ultimate. <laughs> a frisbee game that's based on honesty and fair play, where there's no refs and no contact, just a bunch of vegans running around. <laughs> I don't know why they're wearing gloves. Better protect your mitts, boys. The beach toy's coming in hot. The importance of being competitive is something that should be encouraged at any age. To this day, I show up to a water park in a sports bra and goggles because I'm there to win. <laughs> Whether it be in school or the workplace, strive to be better, compete for that job. Take it from me, you don't want a life of contract work. Substitute teaching turned me into an absolute psychopath. 
just waiting for people to get sick or injured. <laughs> Competition versus participation. One produces the Michael Jordans of the world, the other results in everyone else you've never heard of. <laughs> Be like Mike, everyone else is overrated. Yeah! Jen LaBelle with her very first Opening argument for us here on the show, and it was, not surprisingly, a competitive one. <laughs> and now, here to talk about how we place too much importance on coming in first is a guy who's already starting in second place, <laughs> Miles Anderson. <clears throat> Whenever I tell somebody that I was recently on an episode of The Debaters, the first thing they ask me is, did you win? It's a comedy show. Doesn't matter who wins. You're not supposed to ask me if I won. You're supposed to say, oh wow, you're still doing comedy? Oh wow. <laughs> Being too competitive is unsafe. People drive unsafely on the road because they want to be first. As soon as you enter Alberta, a Ford F-150 will tailgate you until you finally pull over into a different province. <laughs> Competition is increasing every year, and it sucks. Have you ever tried to book a campsite in BC? <laughs> if you haven't, then it's already too late. You never will. <laughs> the internet has made every aspect of life competitive. Before internet dating, all you had to do was be the most attractive person in the room. Now you need to be hotter than everyone in a 100-kilometer radius. <laughs> we can't all move to Yellowknife. In this age of social media, we are always competing with everyone to seem like the most interesting person. The people who are actually interesting don't compare themselves to others and don't post anything on social media. Go to a tavern, ask an old sea captain where his leg went. He'll just point to a painting of a whale on the wall and then stare at the fireplace and say nothing. He does... <laughs> He doesn't care if he's more interesting than the other sea captains, he just wants revenge. <laughs> we should be less competitive. I don't care if I win this debate. I just wanted to talk about the sea captain that I met at the tavern. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Miles Anderson on why we don't need to be as competitive. And that was just a nice ode to sea captains, Miles. <laughs> it is time now for the bare knuckle round. Don't worry, Miles, it's not really. <laughs> We're debating whether everyone should be more competitive. So size up your opponent and say, anything you can do, I can do beta. <laughs> not everyone gets it, doesn't mean it's not funny. This is a winner-take-all debate, but winning isn't everything, because ultimately, you both get nothing. <laughs> so for Com Pete's sake, let's get started now. Uh, Miles, I can already tell you're losing this debate. Yeah, well, you know what, Jen? I can't lose if I'm not trying to win, so... Uh... <laughs> 
By the way, uh, how many water parks you banned from? <laughs> Only three. The other three I'm appealing. Better than being a loser, don't you think? Yeah, that's not so bad being a loser. I can go to any water park I want to. <laughs> Lovely in the summertime. You know what, honestly, I think this whole bare knuckle round is uh, a little bit too competitive, Steve. Uh, I think we should replace it with a, something a little bit more fun and less competitive. Let's just call it like the fair chuckle round. Uh, <laughs> that's the bare knuckle round, everybody. I wish everyone listening could see the stare that Jen just gave me. <laughs> it is time now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on competitiveness brought to you by the type of people with competition in their blood, type A. <laughs> According to the Harvard Business Review, what does competitiveness in the workplace achieve? Miles. <clears throat> Nervous breakdowns. <laughs> Jen LaBelle. Elimination of the weak. You are a scary person. <laughs> Two points. Competitiveness in the workplace achieves increased effort and higher performance among employees, which I've been told by my boss a lot, but I am self-employed. <laughs> when it comes to trash talk, what is widely considered to be one of the best and most poetic lines of trash talk of all time? Miles? Uh, you're a small man with a fake bistro. Uh, that was Gordon Ramsay, Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> I will have to take your word for it. We were looking for float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, his hands can't hit what his eyes can't see. Muhammad Ali. Which is very, very close to I can't lose if I'm not trying to win. <laughs> Marriage.com suggests your relationship might be too competitive when you're constantly trying to outdo your partner. You feel jealous when they succeed, and you feel excited when what happens? Jen. They have a season-ending injury. <laughs> nope. You get excited when they fail. <laughs> Marriage.com, founded by Melania Trump, apparently. <laughs> a 2021 study from the University of Arizona found that women are just as likely as men to enter a competition, but only when there's what? Miles. Mimosas. <laughs> All right. All right. That's a two and a half point answer there. Jan LaBelle. A gift basket. 17 participation prizes, the opportunity to ask at least 25 questions. Uh, nope. <laughs> A way for winners and losers to share the prize. <laughs> That's the firing line, everybody. Wow. It is nearly time for our Jubilee Theater audience to pick a winner, but first, here to tell us why he lives by the words, winner takes all most. Here's Miles Anderson. <laughs> 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 
competition is dehumanizing. We should see each other as people, not competitors. I have three younger siblings, and competition among siblings can be brutal. I remember my two younger brothers trying to beat me at video games, and they just couldn't. <laughs> In fact, they still can't, and it is sad. They both make more money than me now, but unfortunately, they cannot buy skill. We need to be less competitive. I am tired of having to win all the time to survive. I'm tired of hustle culture. I propose that we adopt Russell culture. Instead of hustling at 5 a.m., we should be rustling our bedsheets as we get a healthy amount of sleep. <laughs> Thank you very much. Miles Anderson. Yes. Telling everyone to slow down a bit. More Russell, less hustle. Now, here again to tell us why she thinks that if she ever wrote a children's book about a lazy, stuffed bear, it would be called Winner the Pooh, it's Jen LaBelle. A lack of competition has made you so complacent that senators in North Carolina have introduced a bill that would ban participation trophies. Having coached high school basketball, I see their point. Nice shot, Cody. You got it right over the backboard that time. <laughs> and you're shooting at the wrong net. But good try. I bet your dad wishes he didn't participate with your mom 15 years ago. <laughs> That's it? Yep. <laughs> Jen LaBelle, everybody. Jen LaBelle. It is up to you, audience, to pick a winner by applause. Who agreed with Jen that in support of her competitive streak, she should change her name to Victory Jen LaBelle? Okay. A lot of support for Jen. And who agreed with Miles when he picked up the slack on competitiveness and proudly proclaimed, whatever, Miles Anderson. All right. Well, this was a weird one. The uh, audience has enthusiastically chosen the competitiveness is not that important. By that, they've made Miles a winner. It's Miles Anderson. <laughs> competitiveness is not that important. Big hand for Miles Anderson and Jen LaBelle, everybody. Well, that's all for this week. I'm Steve Patterson saying when it comes to competition, our listeners are second to none. I'll argue with you again soon, Canada. Good night. The Debaters is created by Richard Side. This week's episode was produced by Josh Bailey, Graham Clark, Chloe Edbrook, and Nicole Callender. With continuity by Graham Clark, Diana Francis, and Gary Jones. Technical production by James Perella and Lloyd Peterson. Story editing by Gary Jones. With special thanks to Katie Ellen Humphreys, Emily Ferrier, and David Pride. Executive producer of CBC Radio Comedy is Lee Pitts. And thanks to everyone at the Jubilee Place Theatre and the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.